Hello, this is the Baltic Reports, presented to you by journalists from Estonia, Latvia and Lithuania with Fixers.press. We are local journalists gathering main news stories from each Baltic country every week so that you would get hands-on information straight from the region. My name is Anna Odre and I will guide you through the main news from the first week of August. Baltic foreign ministers criticized the Russian forces for detaining over 1,300 peaceful pro-democracy protesters in Moscow. Earlier this week, Latvia's foreign minister Edgar Senkevich accused Russian Federation for violating basic human rights, such as freedom of assembly and free speech. Lithuania's foreign minister Lina Slinkevičius named it the use of excessive brutal force and demanded the release of the detained peaceful citizens. Estonia's foreign minister Urmas Reinsel raised hope that Russia will follow its obligations towards international organizations and its citizens. Lithuanian opposition politicians were blaming restoring Russia's voting rights at the Council of Europe as part of the reason that allowed Russia's President Vladimir Putin to behave that radically. They called OSCE to take action. Russia's law enforcement's Actions on July 27th were the biggest crackdown on protesters since the wave of anti-Kremlin demonstration in 2011-2012. This week in Lithuania. Lithuania is planning to start offering radio frequencies for 5G network developers by the end of this year. However, there are serious obstacles. Lithuania's upgrade to 5G is hindered by Russian military that is using the 3.5 GHz frequency for its radars in Kaliningrad and the signal reaches into parts of Lithuanian territory. Lithuanian representatives plan to meet their Russian counterparts in the second half of this year to try and sort out this issue. Neighboring Latvia's leading mobile operators launched their 5G services already in July this year. Lithuania and Russia's Kaliningrad has 227 kilometers long border, and recent military infrastructure upgrade and armament in Kaliningrad makes some of Lithuanians feel unsafe. After Lithuania's Prime Minister Saulius Skvernelis got his confirmation vote in the parliament, he set to change three ministers – agriculture, interior and transport and communications. However, this will not bring any changes to misrepresented women in Lithuania, because all three candidates proposed to new minister posts are men. Lithuania was recently criticized for being the only European country run by only male government. The Prime Minister Saulius Skvernelis responded to journalists questioning the choice, saying that he would like to have at least a third of female ministers, but the government will have to go on as it is. The Prime Minister believes that he does not have to react because the government is not new but only renewing. The current government was appointed at the end of 2016 and had three female ministers, but they were dismissed one after another in 2018. This week in Estonia. Estonia's foreign policy direction will continue with slight changes. These were the words Estonia's foreign minister Urmas Reinsalo used when he finally and for the first time during his government admitted that Estonia has changed. He stressed that he is more conservative than his predecessors. The statement comes after a surprisingly honest announcement from Reinsalo's team, from a well-known diplomat Mati Masikas. He tweeted that it is getting increasingly difficult for Estonia's diplomats to keep saying that Estonia's foreign policy hasn't changed. The signs from Estonia's government clearly showed that there has been a shift. For example, last week Reinsalo made news by agreeing to work with Poland and Hungary to tackle migration. Estonia has a new government since April this year, when two Estonia's conservative parties, Isema and Ekre, made a coalition with a central party. The statements and the initiatives coming from the conservatives in the government are not always coordinated with the ruling central party. Estonian state-owned energy group Bestia Energy is planning to build a new shale oil refinery. 
The company claims their innovative technology is able to reduce emissions while extracting power from shale oil. This comes during the time when CO2 emissions price has skyrocketed in the EU and power companies are trying to find ways to be profitable. Nevertheless, OECD has pointed out that Estonia should reduce its dependence on shale oil and move closer towards a greener economy. That being said, Hando Suter, CEO of the energy group Esti Energi, agrees that the future lies in green energy, but says that the big obstacle are the locals who still resist changes like installing new wind farms. Estonia has a unique position in the region where it is almost completely energy independent thanks to oil shale. This is an important resource for a small nation located to the oil-rich Russia. Therefore, it is not surprising that Estonia is planning a new shale oil refinery. The weakening of Swedish krona and the decline in housing investment is making it difficult for Estonian wooden house producers to compete in the Swedish market. Scandinavia is the main market for Estonia's timber construction industry. More than a fifth of Estonia's pre-produced wooden houses are exported to Sweden. Estonian companies manufacture houses in Estonia and then ship them abroad where they are assembled. In fact, Estonia was the number one exporter of wooden houses in Europe in 2016 as more than 90% of prefabricated timber buildings are exported from Estonia according to the data released by the Association Estonian Wooden Houses Cluster. This has become an important industry with around 180 active wooden house producers in Estonia. This week in Latvia Belarus is ready to increase oil transit through Latvia. This is what the Foreign Minister of Latvia, Edgar Srinkevich, said after meeting with the Belarusian President Alexander Lukashenko on July 26. Belarus is ranked 17th among Latvia's foreign trade partners, but plays a significant role in the transport and logistics sector. According to Latvian officials, Latvia would like to expand that cooperation by increasing the volume and the variety of goods shipped. According to the Latvian Railway, in 2018, 7.3 million tons of oil products were transported between Latvia and Belarus, which is 9.8% more than a year ago. There have been visits between Latvian and Belarusian government officials and business representatives earlier this year. They have focused on how to intensify cargo, oil and other production shipment between the two countries. Belarus currently buys Russian oil at domestic market prices and pays much cheaper than European countries. However, this privilege may soon be lost in Minsk because the Russian government has decided to bring the price of the oil in the domestic market closer to the world market prices. As a result, Belarus is looking for alternative oil supply routes through the Baltic ports. Latvia's Foreign Affairs Ministry is preparing for hard Brexit, calling for different state institutions to outline action plans for the event of the so-called hard Brexit. As Britain exits the European Union, rules, checks and tariffs applied to third countries will be applied to the UK. Things will be unclear in the matters EU does not regulate directly. The Employers' Confederation of Latvia has already observed that one of the causes of the slowed economic growth is Brexit. The export of wood and its products into the UK, for example, has fallen. The British businesses, in anticipation of no-deal Brexit, have already prepared reserves of timber and hence no longer relies so much on import. The Foreign Affairs Ministry also stressed that Latvia's, like the EU's priority in Brexit talks, is to avoid a no-deal Brexit. Latvian Ilze Johansson was appointed as the European Commission's acting secretary-general after several changes in the bloc's top administrative posts. Together with current two deputies Pascal Lardini and Cecile Gauer, Johansson will lead the work of the Secretariat-General during the transition between the Juncker and von der Leyen commissions. 
As reported, the former European Commission Secretary-General Martin Selmayr has announced resignation following the new EC President Ursula von der Leyen suggestion that there could not be two Germans in the top EU positions. Johansson was the longest-serving EU Deputy General Secretary after being appointed in 2015. These were the main news stories from the Baltics on the first week of August 2019. If you have any suggestions or tips, don't hesitate to reach out to us through team at fixer.press. Thank you for listening. Until next week.